You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, Series 8, Episode 21. Uh, Full house tonight, two Johns and Chris, how are you both? I'm fine. Um, I might be the only one that says that, though. Yeah, I've passed a light fitness test. <laughs> though, to be fair, you might not no, hear you, much of what I say. No, you haven't. <laughs> You're playing on with injury for the sound of I'm dedicated <laughs> to the cause. That is dedication. I'm trying to think what form of footballer that you sound like right now. <laughs> Plus an ex-giver and a number of flags he sounds like he smoked. <laughs> if, you, if you phone an O9 number, you probably hear similar. There's your title. Is the O9 number? Will we get away with that? Phone <laughs> an O9 number. <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, we might as well get straight on to the chat. Um, Remember the question? No? The question you need to ask. Oh, what are you drinking? Hot toddy. <laughs> I'm no surprised. <laughs> I think you need quite a few of them tonight, John. Oh, you want an answer? I'm trying to say as little as possible. I thought you gave the answer, the hot toddy. Aye. Then it was a big pause. What are you used to drinking? I'm actually drinking a coffee um, because I fell asleep before the podcast. So I'll try to stay awake. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, I'm alright because Bake Off's not on this week, so I'll just get Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for the Christmas special? Are they doing one this year? What, Bake Off? I've no idea. Aye. Do they usually? I can't remember. don't think so. Which okay. footballer would be best on Bake Off? I feel so there's a punchline coming on. I know, I feel there's got to be a joke to this one somewhere wrong. This is, this is like off ball. It's not really give us like give us your eleven that would be in bake off when you call me silly names. So. I know Neil No Whelan did MasterChef a while well back, but that's a bit different to bake off. What about Callum 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 Patter Cake? Oh dear me. <laughs> that's not even good This is awful. <laughs> Thank you now, no idea to you yet. We'll bounce to the folk. <laughs> we'll try and think as we discuss during the show the way Tam and Stuart do it. Mind you, anything on Twitter and Facebook and anybody we're getting just now is uh, mainly of the negative feedback, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming. Well, given some of the stuff we're getting, it's quite. Football, and I'm sure we've got one here when it comes to um, certain officiating. It's a real surprise. One of our polls was uh, about the referees. So, yeah, but we'll start on a positive tonight because rather than talking about the men's football to start with, I thought we should bring up the Women's World Cup draw because we have an, another England versus Scotland game to look forward to, and then there's games against Japan and Argentina. 
Yeah. You say look forward to did England not pump us six 0 Yeah. <laughs> at the Euros. So uh, I'm hoping it won't be that bad. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, but if if you want to actually go to a World Cup, it's only in France. It's not that far. You could you could go pick those games up. It's a nice bits of France as well. Nice, as well as nice. <laughs> um, and there's uh, the the last games in Paris. Um, if we're still in my chance of making the the knockout stages, which is possible because I think third place gets places as well. So um, we, we went to that game with a bit of hope. So that might be an interesting game to go if you want. Planning and making a trip. Yeah, I see yeah. it's a 2014 format, so yeah, there's a decent chance that we could be one of those best third place teams. So, I mean, they've certainly made great strides the last couple of years. <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's the first one we've we'll qualified for, so um, I don't think I don't think too much about expected the Scottish uh, team, but uh, they'll certainly fancy their chances of doing something. Yeah, they're not going there to just make up the numbers. When does Shelley Care? When does Shelley, uh, Shelley Care get the the men's job? <laughs> as soon as that World Cup's over, right? Probably. Aye. Ben how McLeish is getting on. Do you think there'll be a day when there's a woman taking charge of a a men's team? Yeah, so there has been already. The, one of the Lowland League teams, I'm pretty sure, had a woman manager. Sterling Uri, maybe. I remember, so I meant um, more at senior level. The lower, well, I, I'm not disrespecting the the lower, um, the lowland leagues. I genuinely forgot that there was someone, but um, I was meaning specifically, you know, at senior level from like League Two upwards, or even in England as well. I think it'll come, but um, depending on which um, way you sit on things, there's obviously been the the recent thing with the BAME and black managers. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them, so it might take a bit of time. But I think you'll get women women managers in men's football at senior level. Yeah, I mean, with all things, it should just go into ability, shouldn't it? It's not as if yeah. I mean, it's not like the physicality on the pitch where they generally keep men and women apart in most sports. Um, managing a football team is just about managing, and if you can handle being in a dressing room with 14, 16, 17 players uh, and, and get them under control then I don't see why not yeah exactly um, unfortunately football is a sport where there's still a lot of stereotypes um, involved and we're seeing some of it come to light again with the racism being brought up with uh, obviously the Eddie Aberdeen fan who shouted at Scott Sinclair there was um, the incident with the Hearts game um, at the weekend where two Hearts fans get banned and I saw um, Ojaria um, getting abuse on, online um, from certain Rangers forums. Um, Raheem Sterling I, himself as well. Raheem Sterling, yeah. It's just rearing its ugly head again. I mean, we must say it's small, it's isolated instance, but it's getting brought to the public domain and it's just not on. No, we're in 2018. Yeah. And it's just not acceptable. The more it's been highlighted, the more you hope people have been punished for it. The more we can hope we can stamp this out. I mean, it's not it's not something I remember being much of an issue for, well, my lifetime, really. Because um, um, it's Scotland we're in, we tend to be more focused on sectarianism than racism. But uh, it's obviously 
something we've got a problem with. It's been more noticeable because of social media and camera phones and, and things like that. But I mean, they've been around a few years. This these last few weeks seems to be some sort of spike in it. Because I mean, there's instances you mentioned. There was the boy um, Falkirk who got abused by his own fans. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they did, didn't they? Um, there was an incident in midweek with Shea Logan again. He was getting yep. abuse for the, the Rangers fans. So um, that one hasn't made the media weirdly because we've talked about Sinclair and we've talked about um, the, the Hearts game at the weekend there. But we missed the one in the middle. Because Shea Logan doesn't play for a, a central belt team. I think also because Shea Logan um, tweeted water off a duck's back. Um, you know, not much was made of it, and because some people say see Shea Logan as um, a hate figure because of the whole him and Tony Vincent, and but it should be getting brought up. I mean, that's why I made the point in on Twitter as well at the weekend. Um, but it's no matter who's getting the abuse, there's no need for it. You know, if you want to have a dig at someone for being poor at football and making a bad pass, whatever, understandably give a bit of banter. But racism is not banter. It's just not on. Any kind yeah. of abuse, homophobic, racist. Yeah, exactly. Any yeah. type of well, abuse. Yeah. And well, when we're speaking specifically about the racism, that's what I was talking about. But yeah, yeah. right. Homo- homophobia. That's still another big issue because there's not many people, not many um, footballers have come out. Um, shouldn't need to. Their player careers. To be fair. They shouldn't need to, but there's still yeah. that stigma. But the, there might be a double-edged sword there. They might not be coming out because of the abuse. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been, there's, been, there's been these things for ages whereby it's like, oh, need a footballer to come out. It's like, well, why? It's not as if a footballer comes out and says, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's just assuming that's it, though. Although one of my mates was telling me about uh, Justin Fashnow um, when he played for Airdrie. He was yeah. getting um, the homophobic abuse and he scored a goal and he just wiggled his backside in front of the four, the, the Fashnow <laughs> the abuse. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. I fell off. But I, I mean, you, you mentioned Shea Logan saying about water off a duck's back. I, I, I mean, I think Logan's attitude is terrific. It's just uh, uh, not interesting. Should it happen, but it's not going to bother me. Um, so, yeah. Andy, Andy commented about the whole Scott Sinclair situation. Um, so, fair yeah. play to him. He did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on to better things. Um, so well, we start at the... Ibrox. Start with the Scottish Cup. The big news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, live ties, yeah. So, so I thought I led on quite nicely, but I let's talk about Scottish Cup. Yeah. yeah. So the the BBC um, plot for two pretty um, a rule of my thought on tie between Auckland like in Air United. So that's yeah. good that that tie's getting publicity. We spoke about before, and then after that, there wasn't a lot to choose from. I mean, BBC plot for Hearts and Livingston, which is understandable given both teams' yeah. league position. Um. Premier Sports, they put up for the Old Firm card. I can kind of understand Cowdenbeath at home eh, Rangers because it's that romantic cup it's at um, Central Park but Celtic versus Airdrie. Nah. Nah, Premier Sports have taken the incredibly safe and boring option of picking Celtic and Rangers because you know that's where they'll get the audiences. They've only just picked up Scottish football um, in a kind of serious way so I kind of understand they want to build some kind of subscriber uh, foothold. But it's still Celtic at home at is a terrible choice. Um, yeah. I would I would much rather see them pick up just about any other game. Uh, hey, the, 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 aye, 
Uh, I think was it Ross County Mullow was another one I looked at because Ross County are going really well in the championship Mullow are struggling with there's a potential shock here um, the romance the, like BBC got full credit for them picked up the romance off and got in there um, again Air United going great guns in the, 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 the championship not so much on Friday because the game got cancelled unfortunately <laughs> I was going to sit and watch that one as well um, yeah, but I mean the, the results that happened in the championship at the weekend there actually went well for them so uh, it wasn't a total loss for them but yeah they're, they're top of the championship going great uh, going away to a local rival to well, they're not exactly rivals often, but it's a local team. Um, so there is that Ayrshire uh, interest as well. But like you say, the the, the story of Auckland, like it's not their, it's not even the first time in the the fourth round of the Scottish Cup since the the change came out to bring in the juniors. So um, first yeah, title on TV in a senior competition. Is it? Live. Oh, brilliant. Okay, even better. So um, obviously Auckland Auck- Talbot. For those that don't know, they haven't listened before. Are the best junior team in the world. Uh, <laughs> most Scottish Junior Cup that wins, this is true though. Yep. And also have a number of ex air players. It's the early kickoff on the Saturday. Kilmarnock yeah. are playing on the same day. You got a lot of people that support both teams. They might even get to go to both games. Yeah. As well. Um great for the, the village, the area as well. Um and fair play to the BBC for picking up, I think. And they've made a good choice. Yeah. Um, a lot of players I follow a few of them on Twitter and stuff like that are delighted about it obviously they've been on TV because they're on BBC Alba pretty much every season because they're in the Junior Cup final but this is a chance to show maybe a bigger audience um, what they can do they are obviously rightly favourites oh, but it's Talbot's big day mm-hmm. Yeah. so you never know what can happen in the Cup yeah um, again, the the, the, the Hearts Levison choice is a good choice because that's two teams that have been doing better than was expected in the Premiership. I mean, it is just it's an all Premiership tie, so there's the, the strength of that as well. Okay, it's the kind of thing we're seeing a lot because you already played your four times a season, um, so I, you can't you can't fault BBC's choices, especially given like Premier Sports get first pick. So the, the obvious first choice for there is going to be Rangers because you'll get your big audience. Now, is it on normal TV or is it a digital channel? This was a um, doctor, what part of this cup deal was going to be the digital channel showing it. I don't know. I don't, working yeah, I don't know when that digital channel's ready. I think that's not to the summer. Um, it's just said on here, um, BBC Scotland cameras, but I'm pretty sure it'll be BBC One. Because um, I, I think the I think it's more the championship live fixtures um, that's part of the um, mm-hmm. Aye, thank the you, news channel. But whatever cha- BBC channels on, it's good and hopefully it gets a good audience. And um, I think that's that's going to be more interesting for me to watch as a neutral than um, Celtic versus Airdrie later on that day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll like I won't get to see it because I won't buy Premier Sports because I'm a cheapskate. Um, but, I mean, the only reason I would be interested in Celtic Airdrie is because I'm a Celtic fan. The only other people interested in that are Airdrie fans, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, to me, the, the the game I wanted to see on the telly was Auckland Lake and Air. And we've got it. And it's on BBC. So that's absolutely ideal. Yeah. Mind you, you could maybe no watch on TV and come to it. Oh, yeah. You're right. You've got, a, you've got a point, but... Um... 
I've not got that much interest to get down, John. <laughs> I'm <not gonna> be <laughs> honest about it, but you know, I hope um, all can like have a good day and um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't have the weather that we had in air on Friday night that wiped out their game. I mean, I was like you, Chris. I was looking forward to watching that, but um, it was far. School. I was watching um, Scottish football extra on BT, and it was far. School watching the goalkeeper try to take the goal kick and the ball going out for um, a, a throw in when. He kicked it straight, so I think it had that game gone ahead, it would have just been terrible to watch with the conditions. But which is unfortunate because it had the potential of a good game. That. But results went airs way that weekend. They did die. Yeah, was going to draw and um, what was the other results? Dundee United drew. Ah, aye, aye, that was it. So the teams have made up behind them both through, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big one at the weekend was Partick Thistle, wasn't it? Partick Thistle went 2 0, although they got a bit of a ghost goal. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage that was kicking about in Twitter, but Lee Robinson makes the mistake. tries to ret- retrieve it. He gets his hand to the wall just before or just on the line, but it doesn't cross the line, and the referee gives a goal, so. Partick have had their luck evened out after not getting the goal against Morton that they should have had. Aye, aye. <laughs> well, I'd like to, I'm not a big fan of this whole evens out over the course of a season argument. Um, yeah, which I, I'm sure I'm going to get back on it later on when we discuss the Premiership fixtures. Um, so yeah, there was, a, there was a full card in midweek for the Premiership. Uh and the big game was probably Rangers and Aberdeen, even though it was uh, Mother One Celtic, it was on the telly. Uh, obviously, Rangers Aberdeen. There's a, there's, a, there's a big gulf between the two teams. Remember Stephen Gerrard tell you that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that that was after a 1 1 draw, uh, and which turns out to be their best result against Aberdeen because they've lost the other two. It was quite difficult, though, because um, they'd obviously had the. Were in the title celebrations after last weekend, so there's no reason to play any more football. That's that. Rangers have chucked it since we talked about Well done. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have um, too many complaints afterwards because he admitted his side should have had nine men in the park. Um, yeah, you know, with Kyle Lafferty, I don't know how he avoided the same booking, um, but that's Kyle Lafferty being Kyle Lafferty. Um, the Sam Cosgrove one, it's a definite first booking. The uh-huh. second one is laughable because he, the linesman who is two yards away gives a goal kick. Yep. Um, but Stephen McLean, who has a bit of history with Aberdeen and is a good 22 yards away or something, says, no, that's the second booking, off you go. Um, but then the, the the numbers even later on when Morelos, um, as good as he is as a striker, he has that bad temperament and got himself stupidly sent off a second booking. Again, you could say the first one was harsh, but the second one, you could argue, was actual straight red. Aye, I would have so, said that as well. I was gonna, I was gonna, like, the, the first one mm-hmm. is uh, it's a soft yellow card, um, but aye, the second one is a very lenient second yellow card because it's, it's way more than that. Um, aye, you should have been straight red, which, which um, given Rangers, they probably have appealed that, so um, mm-hmm. maybe it's a good thing it was two yellows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did Aberdeen. <laughs> 
the, 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 I think you had it was another one of those games where you only had a couple of shots on target, <laughs> but you took one. Um, and, and Rangers just didn't. I mean, well, my understanding of this game was Rangers didn't even look that great in the second half to merit getting uh, back into the game. So yeah. I watched it, um, and they never created a lot. It was the same as the other games whereby Aberdeen let Rangers play in front of them, which has worked obviously so far this season. Why change it? And Rangers just couldn't break Aberdeen down. Maybe had one or two half chances, I would have said. Nothing yeah. great. Uh, Aberdeen's game plan worked. But the risk is... And we'll come on to it in context of other games. It's a risky strategy because at the moment it very much looks like we're playing to win games 1-0. And yeah. if you don't score, you're certainly not going to win a game, which is obvious. But <laughs> um, if another team does take chances, like what happened against St Johnston, you're losing a tight game. Because it was a tight game. Arguably, maybe Aberdeen yeah. had better chances. St Johnston took their chances. That's football. Yeah, I, I feared the I, f- I feared the St. John's game. Might as well talk about that now. Um, get out of the way. Um, St. John's have played quite similar to us, although they've changed their style a wee bit this season. And you just had that feeling that because we were knackered for the two, um, putting in so much in the cup final, and then um, Ibrox with ten men for sixty uh, odd minutes, that a bit of fatigue would come in. And I don't think we had the, the we started with the right options. But it all comes down to this, not having a prolific striker and not having a creative player like Kenny McLean and Ryan Christie. They're two big... Well, we also knew that Ryan Christie was going back. Um, but Kenny McLean certainly not being replaced. Um, it was interesting that Forrester made it back to the bench at the weekend. So is this him starting to get ready to come back in? But I don't know. But the performance wasn't good enough. Um, the defending for the two goals... Was pretty poor. Second was very well taken. It must be said by Blair Austin curls it nicely in the corner, and that's two decent strikes he's had in the week. Um, there's, there's plenty of games to be played this month, so the likes of Gleeson and Forrester may end up getting their chance. Yeah, because we're going to seven what six league games now to play seven in the month. Yeah, um, but the problem comes as well. And we can say about not having a striker. You can't just stop your change your striker every week because they're not scoring. Yeah. You need a, you need to say right, you're my striker, you're my number one, and get him five games or something like that. Hey, look at Edward. Edward's maybe the best striker in like, and he's scored for six games. But Rogers person picks him, keeps picking him. So I think yeah, we've had four different strikers start games recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're not going to get any consistency at strikers, but um, I think, to be honest, McInnes hasn't known his best team since the Scottish Cup final of 2017, um, or just before then. I mean, we've also lost a lot of key players in that time, but that's not helping. It's, it's not just up front with the, um, where there's a lack of continuity. I mean, Ferguson's been in the, the number 10, they've been drifted back. Um, Mackay Stevens been left and right. Um, McGinn's form hasn't been as good, but Wright's been in the team, out of the team. It's just, you're not going to get any um, consistency out of players, as you say, if we keep chopping and changing. Um, and we've got a tough game against Livingston. Um, well, tomorrow's we record this. Um, They're all tough games this month. <laughs> yeah, they all are, but we, we focus on the next one first and then take it from there, but the, Livingston, the way they're playing, that's going to be very tough for us. Um, and we struggled against the team... Um, 
no like them at the weekend, St Johnson. Then, but St Johnson are going great. I mean, eight games undefeated. They've only conceded two cheat. goals in that period. Yeah. Um, Sander Clark made another couple of good saves, looked assured. And all this in the back of Tommy Wright signed a, a new deal, it's 22. Um, although yeah. they did get a wee bit of luck in midweek from the subject of our Facebook poll. <laughs> um, Ask the question um, Is Andrew yeah, Dallas the worst referee in Scotland? <laughs> Drumroll, please. Look away if you don't want to see the answer. <laughs> That's, that, that, this is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, we spent last week complaining about how bad Andrew Dallas was in the cup final. And we oh, all, did he win the poll? What? No. Sure he won the poll. Oh, <laughs> 62% from 60 votes. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, he, 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 we all agreed that he gave an absolutely shocking penalty uh, in the cup final. Uh, at least it had a hand. It was a ball had a hand. You can kind of understand that maybe in a parallel universe that might be a foul. <laughs> and you can kind of understand that maybe he thought it was in the box because he's blind. Um, but I have absolutely no idea what he gave the penalty for against Hearts. Genuinely no idea. I mean, the, a guy falls down and hearing mm-hmm. obviously, categorically, does not touch him. You can see it as clear as day. I have no understanding whatsoever as to how he thinks there's any infringement there whatsoever. I've got a question, right? If there's any referees or any you know, this is a genuine question. Do referees get eye tests? <laughs> oh, genuinely. That's part well, of it. should be this one. They were sponsored by Specsavers. Well, it's hardly, but as, if anyone knows, if there's a referee that doesn't mind tweeting us or saying to us, Genuinely, I want to know. You must get a medical to be able to do it. Then they get an eye test. So you know that meme that does the rounds on uh, Twitter. You go, "This is the worst thing ever," and then you get my whole my beer. It's like it's like Dallas did it himself. It's like that's the worst penalty I've ever seen. And Dallas thought, "Oh, hold my beer. I can give worse." <laughs> yeah. Is this your card? <laughs> that way. He is. He is actually he's that bad that um make, that one bookmaker um tweeted on sat uh, before Saturday uh, because he was due to referee Livingston St Mun game. If Andrew Dallas gives a penalty away, one lucky winner will win a hundred pound. But it was I mean we were talking about that decision in the cup final about how bad it was, but he actually followed up one with one probably worse. It was there's not one St Johnson player that's looking for it. they're all playing on the, mm-hmm. the guy that fell down he only appealed as he was getting up but it was like half hearted and it was as Andrew Dallas had the, the whistle in his mouth and it's just an absolutely shocking decision and Craig Levine's trying to hold his tongue um, but you can clearly see the poison sense yeah um, yeah um, I, it's like see when there was the, the referee strike and we got the referees in from abroad in like in Argentina they're having problems with referees but they've actually said, please do not send us the Scottish referees. <laughs> they haven't, they haven't really, but that, that I mean, that, crazy. On the subject of that, Argentina, the Copa Libertadores, I don't know if either of you watched it last night, not going to talk about the game, but one of the best tweets I've seen all day 
government, government sources have told Sky News tomorrow's Commons vote on Prime Minister Theresa May withdrawal agreement with the EU has been delayed. And someone has tweeted, it will now be moved to the Bernabeu in Madrid on Wednesday week. <laughs> Ticket info to follow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, okay. I like it. Um, who was the referendum of the old Celtic game? Because um, Robbie Smith tweeted in Facebook, uh, tweeted in Facebook, shut up, John, um, said in Facebook, the referee, Mother versus Celtic, how on earth did he disallow the goal for Celtic, but gives Motherwell their goal? So he thinks that referee was the worst. Was uh, that Clancy or Beaton? Or? I think it was Clancy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Clancy. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, it's a very good point. It's like the, like, Celtic were robbed. I just gave as far as I'm concerned because <coughs> Benkovic scores a perfectly good goal. If there's any foul in that in that uh, move, then it's on Benkovic who has his shirt being pulled. Um, he puts his arm on the defender, and I think that's what the referee seen and decided that there was enough in that for it to be a free kick. Okay, let's accept that. How on earth does uh, Johnson get away with battering Gamboa when he's jumping up for the ball? If you do that in rugby, you get sent off. Because it's dangerous. See the the poll because I'm not on Facebook. Uh, did it have all referees, or was it just as hundred dollars to watch referee? This specific one was after a series of appalling decisions. Is Andrew Dallas the worst referee in Scotland? If not, please comment who is. Um, comment. There, there was a couple that commented. We had sixty votes in total. So. Um, Paul James Johnson said, um, having watched the game yesterday, this was on Thursday, it's a scary thought that there's a worse referee than McLean. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned Robbie Smith and Craig Parkin says, will they call him enough said? Right, okay. I, also, I saw another um, tweet doing the rounds, um, who's the worst referee Andrew Dallas and will they call him? And the parody will they call him um, account looked upset that he was losing. <laughs> <laughs> what what you should do right uh, because you know what it's like with referees it can change from week to week in terms of who's the worst just do the poll every week and oh, say yeah. who's the worst referee and you'll get a different answer each week probably, mm-hmm. probably. I, I, I think the, the, the problem that I've got with that is uh, you're right you can say Stephen Thompson and you, and you can start rhyming off the mistakes he's made and you can say Roy Cobb and start rhyming off the mistakes he's made and you can say Craig Thompson and you can start rhyming off the mistakes he's made the problem I think Andrew Dallas wins because we all know why he's there it's like the, the others at least must have at some point been like through a tick box of you had a good game that day you had a good game that day you had a good game that day Andrew Dallas is there because he's daddy <laughs> everybody knows that there's no doubt about it Nothing to do with his ability. He was getting slated in the war leagues and still he managed to rise up because of daddy. And in fact, BBC Sports sent a part of the wheel daddy out tonight to defend the, the referees because they're getting the amount of abuse they're getting again. And Kenny Clark was, was coming out and mentioned as well. It's just, why are we wheeling these cretins out every single time that they start criticising the, the, the refereeing ability? We're not criticising mm-hmm. who they are or their character or whatever it was that Conroy said about uh, Levine. Yeah, that's what he said, aye. It's a personal attack. Yeah. It's not a personal attack. We're, acu- mm-hmm. we're actually attacking you with facts. Here is a decision you gave. This is completely inexplicable. Why on earth are you giving these decisions and why on earth are you still getting good games when you should yes. be getting demoted or some mm-hmm. sort of... Yeah. Stuart Diggle was out on Friday. Have you you borrowed my angry pants from last week? I think he's taking on the role of Chris Sutton. We just need Stuart Diggle, someone to be Stuart Diggle here. Did you see that one on Friday? (laughs) 
I, t- I had the angry pants on. Chris has got them on this week. Yeah. Oh, this, is, this is. This is. <laughs> must be a Chris trip. thing with angry pants. Chris boy. Must be a Chris thing. Angry pants. We're, we're calling that. That's the podcast date last week. The angry pants. Angry pants. Uh, Chris. Aye. Aye. But angry is... pants in the O nine number. <laughs> Jeez, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, but anyway, it's the same old script for the referees. Every time we start criticising yeah. the mistakes that they're making, they start turning it around and saying, "Oh, you can't abuse us because we're precious, and we'll, we'll take away our uh, referee." Go away then. Please. The last time you went away, we got good refs. <laughs> <laughs> better, better, you know what? Yeah. I, did we say this before? Like mm. sometimes you'll be out and like someone falls over. Is there a doctor in the room? And the crowd, you'd be better off just saying it in the football crowd to anyone, anybody, anyone know the rules of football? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> but yeah, um, it's interesting, you were talking about decisions even sells out, and I take it we'll bring up the the Rangers incident at the game against Dundee. Absolutely. Having, yeah. got a, having got a dubious goal against Hearts last week, it's they then got one disallowed um, with Kyle Lafferty. Yep. Who, uh, in exactly the same position because at one each against Hearts, Rangers had three men offside, one of them put the ball in the net and the goal stood. At Dundee, they were one each. <laughs> they had one guy flagged off for offside even though the ball was cut across and he was behind the guy and had the ball. Um, so the goal should have stood. Now, from a Rangers perspective, that is evening itself out. Tell that to Hearts. Mm-hmm. The Hearts get their uh, extra point that they should have got? No. Dundee get denied a point? No. In fact, Hearts have been cost three points across two games between Saturday and well, last Saturday and sorry, last Sunday and the midweek game that they had against St Johnson. Yeah. Oh, so what, what been cost, Hearts yeah. get those points back? Because did Kyle Laugh didn't know have his weekly his gameplay incident as well? Maybe yeah. should have been sent off. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's another good point because Kyle Laugh shouldn't have been on the park. That's both so, games, by the way. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, it's certainly. I mean, if we. If we if we'd seen him get his second yellow card against Aberdeen, he wouldn't have been there to yep. tap that ball into the net for Dundee mm-hmm. or against Dundee. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. These these mm-hmm. are these are the the dodgy decisions that referees are giving and not giving and just getting plain wrong that are causing all sorts of differences and and results that shouldn't be there. And it's I understand that there's going to be margins, there's going to be tight decisions, there's going to be opinions. None of these decisions are opinions. These are all obvious decisions that should be made. They should be getting these right. There's no reason for that. Did you see Daryl Curry tweeted after um, the games on Wednesday offering BT services for VAR? Yeah. For a trial live game? I'm not overly convinced that VAR will help with Scottish football because I know exactly what happened. If we introduced VAR and Scottish football, Yep. It's, it's going to be another opportunity to be like Hugh Dallas and Kenny Clark. It's got to, they'll just get the old referees to do it. And the old referees are terrible as well. The old referees are the ones that are training these kids. Yeah, they are. Oh, what was it they were thinking there? Yeah, going back to uh, decisions even themselves out. If Sam got Cosgrove had to get sent off against uh, Rangers last week, uh, he was actually going to score a hat-trick against St Johnston on Saturday. <laughs> so we're on week to game 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm next Pope. Yeah, he scored twice now <laughs> in the season. In one game. Yeah, one he game. scored two of three game, three goals. <laughs> See, he, was just, he was just going to double his um, his goal tally in his career in one game against St. Johnson. 
to be fair, they've no scored before that game, but they scored two. So it's that step's a hat trick. John, I know it's Christmas in two weeks' time, but come on, it's not a miracle season. Oh, that, <laughs> hot toddy, that hot toddy must be really strong. <laughs> it was good. I need another one. <laughs> oh dear. But for Dundee, I mean, it's been a terrific week for them because, you know, they obviously thumped Hamilton 4 0. Kenny Miller's going a hat trick. Um, and then he, sco- then he also scores against Rangers with dreadful defending by Rangers, but he pounces on it. On the subject of Kenny Miller, when did Kenny Miller stop celebrating scoring goals against Rangers? I was there when you scored against Rangers for Celtic, Kenny. I remember how much you celebrated. I thought he was doing a wee dance. I like a wee dance. Christmas season and all that, he was practicing for the, the Christmas night out. What, keep his head down? No, the keep the head down is for the, the after the party. Know, John, 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 <laughs> like. We, we, we found out last week Chris and me are down with the kids right see when you see dancing now that's what folk do you don't have a normal dance you do a wee oh hands right wee bit of movement that's what happens Chris knows play for, if you play Fortnite and all that folk do all sorts of dancing ah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can flush yeah. right <laughs> my dentist will be the light to hear that hey <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So I John, was, uh, you'll find out when you get down with the kids. Aye. But I mean, the, the point you make about Dundee, it's like Kenny Miller started firing the goals and suddenly they've picked up uh, four points in the, the last two games and it's brought them back, isn't it? They're off the bomb. Mm-hmm. That's a Great streak funny. against Rangers. Yeah. That was a Kenny Miller goal. Aye, if it was you awful. Kenny Miller's career, instinct of yeah. Strike and what was Rangers defence doing? Alternate model. Yeah. This is what I don't get. I mean, Stephen Gerrard obviously came out with um, a lot of criticism, but when Rangers started off um, their European adventure, they had a partnership of Goldson and Katic, and they were looking really good. They were keeping clean sheets. They were looking pretty solid. Nice base to build upon. They brought in Joe Warrell. All of a sudden, he went at the team, and it's just been change, change. And Joe Worrell for me, I mean, some, I read somewhere he was an £11 million, he was like an well, £11 million move last January to the Premier League. What Premier League is that? China? Well, <laughs> I bet, John, you should know that Dreadful. the Championship, so yeah, remember true. the Premier League is the best league in the world. The yeah. Championship is the second best league in the world. Yeah. You should know that. Aye, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm at least £6 million in the Premiership. Well... Many goals have he scored? None. Aye. All right. All right. What's well, got? Five million. Right. Right. I scored a penalty, so I'm ten. Aye, right. a penalty shout though. So. Doesn't matter. So it's a good penalty. Yeah. Exactly. Keep on every dived. John's through my. John's through my tenner. Give me eyes. Give me eyes. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't let me score this. You're not playing in that charity again. <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding a bit bitter there, John. I, I was never was I invited? Yeah. I did mention it. You never put your uh, name forward. Uh, but was I invited? I, I wasn't invited either. And he was looking for Celtic men. I bet. I will. So I'm a bit. What about it? 
Um, on the subject of the beatsing, we should mention the Santa Dash yesterday, mm-hmm. which raised a lot more money for, uh, for the beatsing. Yeah, Got it as well. Yeah, I, I didn't, I I didn't do it this year. I, I did it last year, the Santa Dash. Um, I spent most of the time trying to hold my trousers up because the Santa suit they gave me I didn't have a belt. It was, well, it was a wee plastic rubbish thing. If you do the Santa Dash, bring your own belt. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just it's ridiculous. Well, I was in Glasgow. You cannot run and hold your trousers up at the same time. I was uh, <laughs> in Glasgow yesterday, but I couldn't do the Santa Dash because on Saturday night, I had a few rums and dash. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's why I think my voice is maybe what it's like just now. So, so Chris, when you were doing the Santa Dash last year, did your trousers fold in the reveal your anger pants? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was quite happy that day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know when it's angry, it's happy. Cut! Moving, moving swiftly on. Don't be an awesome. <laughs> just a bow, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, so I done deer off the bottom because St Murn are still rubbish. <laughs> so on the subject of pants, I St Murn get... <laughs> Aye. Yeah. Oh, I, I, take it down. Yeah. Aye, St Murn are so bad they could even beat Habs. No. Ha- Despite well, Adam Hamill's goal, this se- latest goal of the season contender. Yeah, I, 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 I just think he's going for about 40 yards and he now scored for his own half. Aye. Ah, it's a cra- it's, he's, he's, he's caught bogged down off his line. Um, just caught his pants down. I caught his pants down. You need to move on for the pants. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what's in this um, hot toddy has. How much of it's um, whiskey? I'm starting. I'm starting to think it's a pint of hot toddy. <laughs> no, a bottle like whiskey. I don't like whiskey. <laughs> rum. Rum. There's rum in mine. Rum and honey. Aye. Or do you be posh and put something like syrup in it? Oh, rum and honey. Yeah, good choice. Aye. aye. Sounds good. So, aye, aye. So, Marin, twice in the lead against Hibs um, and got pegged back twice. But, I mean, like, Hibs then went on to win at the weekend against Hamilton, which is probably a good result for St. Marin as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, it was only, it was like 1 0, wasn't it like convincing? Um, that was their first one in two months. I don't understand what's happened to Hibs at all. They've just. Completely- he I think the heart the, the Edinburgh Derby since well, it's, it's they been have not been the same team chopping and, yeah. chopping and changing the team every week mm-hmm. potentially the best players are on the bench he's uh, been away from the media a lot since then as well I mean, yeah, he's, Gary he's pa- just saying yeah. Gary Parker out yep um, whether he's maybe reflecting on his title because he did say that he was thinking of, uh, do I want to stay in Scottish football and you yeah. can understand why he doesn't want to deal with the media. Because whether you like him or not, I mm-hmm. think he gets a, a harder time of it than any other manager in Scotland. I would say that's a fair comment. And some of the stuff that was coming out straight after um, you know, that incident at, at Tynecastle and people were saying that he deserved it and um, he brings it on himself or arrest it, um, he's probably thought, nah, stuff this. What's the point? Especially yeah. when one of those people was actually a former teammate of his, Gary Caldwell. Yep. He, he said it immediately after the, the game, which was a bit a bit harsh. But um, uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about abuse earlier, racism, sectarian, this is a guy that's gone through uh, mental health issues. And mm-hmm. for him to get the type of abuse he gets, yeah. 
I think is out of order. And that's whether you like him or not. Yeah. I mean, that's mental, mental, health, mental health is another thing that we've spoken about in the podcast. A lot, all of us, we've obviously donated to uh, charities involving that as well. So that's another type of abuse I don't think there's any need for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, there was um, an incident in the, the Hamilton Hibs game well, uh, Boyle actually went off concussed. Um, yeah. Having fallen on for the, 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 the Betfred Cup final. Um, obviously, I'm freaking a bit of highlight um, of just how we deal with concussion in football. But um, mm-hmm. why wasn't that a penalty? The goalkeeper knees him in the back of the head. That's why he's concussed. <laughs> how is, if anybody does that, it should be a, a foul. Obviously, it's in the box. It should be a penalty. Um but the keeper just got some away And he's already um, come on at the start because the other goalkeeper got injured and yeah. Adam Bogdan had got injured mm-hmm. um, pretty much. So it wasn't a good day for goalkeepers no. um, in that respect. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it should have been a penalty because he leads with his knee. It's not really that natural movement to knee someone in the back. But, um, but yeah, it's a shame that he got, he got concussed, had to be taken off at half-time. Um Hope he's a bit better now. Yeah, I yeah. I think he said he's all right. He tweeted to say he was all right. Aye, aye. So that's that's, that's a good thing. Um, um, from Hab's point of view, though, as well, uh, the substitutes definitely change the game. Mm-hmm. Horgan, yeah. uh, earlier on the season, I thought looked a right good player. Um, whether he's not been match fit or whatever, gives him a bit of width, a bit of skill, technique. Uh, as does Heidman. I liked Heidman when he was at Rangers. I thought he was a very mm-hmm. tidy player. <laughs> Yeah, um, and Marlon looked more on it as well. Um, the weekend he's been a bit quiet in recent weeks, but yeah, it was a, a much needed win for perhaps the first time they've won since they beat Hamilton um, 6 0 yeah. in October. So it's been a horrendous run. Um, and it was actually a good weekend for um, the Edinburgh teams against uh, Lanarkshire opposition because they both ended their respective winners' runs because yeah. Hearts beat Motherwell. Fun enough, as I was saying about evening things out and I was asking when Hearts get their return, um, they got a bit of luck in this one, I think. Why, why was the main goal, which was a cracking finish, by the way? Mm-hmm. Why was that rolled out? Well, he, 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 he summed up the challenge of Deacon Warner. Um, but you could ask the referee if they would answer the questions. Ah, well, that's another thing about the referees, isn't it? They don't get to tell us anything. Just no. Nope. Yeah. It was a free kick. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, there is an argument here that everybody stopped because the free kick had been given and the finish was um, unchallenged. But I don't think I don't think it was much of a foul here. I think that goal should have stood. Um, so that's where Motherwell against Celtic got a goal they shouldn't have stood, uh, and they now got denied a goal that should have stood. <laughs> um, and Hearts got a got a three points when the problem is you've only got one. <laughs> Maybe it does balance itself. <laughs> it probably balances itself in. Silly ways, but um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, the, the logic when it actually happens, I mean, as you said, there, it's, it's a lot of basic stuff, but maybe some whether Scotland will ever have VR, I don't know whether they'll take out BT's trial, I don't know. Um, it's probably worth giving that little bit of assistance because although VR isn't without its criti- criticism, because although it was generally good in the World Cup. It did also slow the game down, and there were still a couple of bad decisions. Like the penalty in the World Cup final, for example, was um, still contentious. The mm-hmm. one Iran got against Portugal was a terrible decision. Yep. Um, so it still has its has its flaws. I mean, it, uh, at the end of the day, it all comes down to opinion. The opinion of one guy, 
Um, and he's got to get it right. Or he's got to have the help of the assistants who don't usually do much. The big problem with VAR is it's only going to be in the top flights, probably. Yeah. So, I know, and I know that in other sports as well, like, if you look at where they use technology, like tennis, rugby, it's a, they only use it really in the top level. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> is that fair? Well, that's where the bigger money is. There's an argument that there's bigger risk is bigger reward. So, okay, that's where they should be using the the technology when it's possible. And there's also when should VAR get used? Should it just be goal-line technology? Should it be for our things? That's maybe a chat for a different day. I like the American football system. But you'll be there for four hours. (laughs) It's already long enough. (laughs) I I like like the the, the challenge system you get in tennis. I think that's quite a good idea. If there's there's a contentious decision, you get to challenge it. And if the decision turns out to be right, then you get to keep your challenge. And if not, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine that happening in Scottish football? Challenge a bad decision. Huh? Well, then you go to jail. <laughs> you're you're goes, allowed yep. three, though. You're yeah. allowed three. Yeah, but if you if you win that if you win that challenge, you still get to keep it. And if that happens in Scottish football, yep. um, I think they still have all their challenges available by the end of the game. You see, yeah. you seen uh, some of the tennis games. There's some of the some of the players that are a bit uh, temperamental. Mm-hmm. You've probably got one of them, Andy Murray. I love Andy Murray, but he certainly like using the challenge system to an advantage, even as a even as a way to disrupt the other player. Yeah. If they, they don't find well, sometimes they're not going to get it, but it just gives a wee delay and slows things down. Put puts them off the rhythm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one team who certainly didn't slow their rhythm um, at the weekend, Celtic in the top of the table battle. A lot of people predicted a tight game because Kilmarnock. <laughs> We're top yeah. for a few days and got a good, had a good record with Steve Clark under sales. I hadn't lost in the four. But However, yeah, sales it to they a left apart. David Brophy out of starting lineup. Why did they change their system? No idea. Um, I mean, I agree. I think the the fact that they changed their system was a bit bizarre. Um, but having said that, Celtic were irresistible in the first half of this game. Um, and quite... Kamara just couldn't. I don't. I don't think anybody in Scotland could love Celtic playing that well uh, as they did in the first half. I just they were, the movement was brilliant. They were cutting Kamara open, and it's not as if Kamara were doing anything wrong. <laughs> just, the the movement and the passing was slick and it was quick and it was some of the best football I've seen Celtic play this season. And I mean, it wasn't as good in the second half, but um, it didn't need to be. But even then, we Celtic had a couple of penalty claims. Uh, we had the woodwork a couple of times. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I worried about this game having come off the back of three games where we'd taken a one goal lead and hadn't really finished the game off. But to go, I mean, by the time we got to half time, it's four 0 It was just. It was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, what you say, we've played Camarot four times before this under Steve Carton hadn't beaten them yet. It was two draws at Celtic Park and two defeats at Rugby Park. So I, mean, I was fully expecting a tight game. Um, Kilmarnock were had gone top, having beaten Livingston in the midweek. Four uh, clean sheets back to back. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. Kilmarnock were, were top on merit. There was no doubt they've been they've been great under since uh, Steve Clark's come in there. It was October 2017 he came in. Yeah, and they were bottom of the league again. I mean he he's, he's filed them up the table, got them into the top six um, this season. 
they're up there on merit. Okay, they've played a couple of games more than Celtic, um, but they're picking up the, the, the good results against the teams that they should be picking up against. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a big surprise for Celtic to come out five one winners on this one. Having said that, that's the second time this season a team has gone to Celtic Park top of the league and conceded five. It's all Celtic just have this habit of being able to pull out top performances when we need to. They prefer the so big games. Yeah. Again, I mean... Just last season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to the Rangers game at home and it was like, win this game and you win the league and we won 5-0. Um, we'd obviously beat Rangers a couple of times, 5-1 a couple of times in the, the Invincible treble season. Uh, we put five past Hearts earlier this season at Celtic Park and they were top of the league. Now it's five past Kermarnock as well. Uh, it's just, I mean, Ryan Christie, well, he keeps getting the plaudits every week. And what a bright free kick. Yeah, it's yeah. class. The, the, the bend on it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, we never mentioned it with the, the, the Rangers game either. Andy Halliday's free kick's a cracker as well. Yeah, that was a very good free kick. I, I don't um, think the wall was positioned very well. Yeah, I, I don't, I, he should have positioned his wall better because it was just they put the wall in the middle of nowhere and he stood behind it effectively. That's but having said play. that, you're just outside the 18 yard box. It's not easy to get the ball up and in. Oh yeah. Uh, so, I do. So, I do think though, Kamaric should not change our system. That yeah. has an effect on the. I think Celtic would have still won probably. Mm-hmm. But Kamaric are really good at keeping that midfield compact and. Been hard to beat and also been a threat up front. You know, as big a threat with Greg Stewart playing up front by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think taking Brophy off out of that system ruined it a bit. Um, but I don't. I mean, again, I don't. I don't think Kamara did much wrong in midfield. I don't think he did much wrong in defence. Just the way Celtic played, cut him up. It, it was. It was. The passing was great to watch. The the, the movement was great to watch. It was just such a good <laughs> with Celtic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did. I, was, I think Kamarnock were helped a little bit by the fact that the referee decided he wasn't giving any blatant penalties to Celtic in the second half. So he was going to keep the score down. He only added on a minute uh, with the, the, the famous mercy rule at the end of the game as well. Um, which was a weird thing to do given this game happened on the Saturday and done when uh, Celtic went in, there in third place because of uh, goals scored compared to Rangers. They were in second at the time. So Celtic then went and won 5-1. You're thinking, okay, so they're top of the league, but Rangers could catch them if they beat Dundee. Depending on how many they put past Dundee, they could back top of the league. So for a referee to play mercy rule um, when Celtic were needing the goals, because <laughs> we know <laughs> titles have come down to goal difference before. I remember 2003. Um, these things can matter at the end of the season. So I, again, it's another thing that referees do that really annoys me. So you're not there to keep the score down. You're there to do your job. No. But to be fair, I mean, you mentioned a couple of penalty appeals, but there was one where the possible should have been a penalty, but he let the play go on and Forrest then made it five. Yeah. Um, nice yeah, finish, I'm, so that I'm was good. That. But, <clears throat> but there, was another, there was another one like, uh, where just, it just looked like it was one advantage and Scott Sinclair fired it over the bar. No, he should have brought it back and given the penalty, really. I think, yeah. by the way, it must be Christmas because it's like where they got to play. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah, cross to the goal. Um, and well Next taken loss. by Forrest very um, well taken there was a few eyebrows raised when Ezra Gary was brought back it was a question of whether he just back is he fat is he going to, be able to fill in he slotted back in like he was never away I, I was always a big fan of Ezra Gary and I, I think he knew he was going to be coming back to Celtic and he was going to be playing second fiddle to Kieran Tierney I don't think he even minds because he likes being at Celtic yes 
Um, he's quite happy to, to play that position. So um, and if he's if he's going to fill in, then we've got a very reliable second choice left back. I'm delighted. I remember when his first season, he was talking. was talking about twenty million pound moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think up until his injury at Pitodre, um that possibly could have happened. Um, but that set him back a bit, obviously. Uh, you know, he's obviously got no complaints at Kieran Tierney right now. He's by far the better left back. Um, Tierney needed a rest, and it's not a bad thing to bring someone like Zagiri in to replace him. Yeah, I'm it's hoping just maybe uh, right full back, there's a problem. Still. There was a, aye, I think so. I think um, Lustig and Gamboa are both. More than capable to play Scottish football, I worry about them in Europe. Um, what you could do, you do Scotland a favour, keep us a great at left back and play Tierney at right back. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Daddy McGrain all over again. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be keeping Tierney at left back because that's yeah. one of our best players uh, that we're moving him into the team. It's um, understandable, but, um, but yeah, it sets you up nicely for, uh, for Europe in this week. Um, and I've got two polls on Facebook, um, both pretty simple. Will Celtic avoid defeat against Salzburg to reach Europe League last set two? And will Rangers beat Rapid Vienna and progress to knockout stages of Europa League? And weirdly, I've got 42 votes so far on the Rangers winning, 41 on the Celtic one. <laughs> so one person just thought, I can't bother voting the Celtic one. There's different people voting. So yeah, um... It's, I know more about the Celtic one than the Rangers one, obviously, because um, I'm a Celtic fan. But uh, I think it's two very tough asks. Um, yeah. I think Celtic are up against a team that's got a 100% record uh, and need to make sure that unless Rosenberg mysteriously do us a favour, which I doubt, um, and, and they, they need, and when, if they take anything off Leipzig, it'll be their first points and it will be enough for Celtic to go through regardless of what the result is against Celtic. But it's in Celtic's hands. It's at Celtic Park against a team who's already qualified and will win the group, no doubt about that. Um, whether Salzburg will be turning up and playing their reserves, I don't know. Um, but I don't think we can bank on that. I think we just have to be at the top of our game. Uh, the, the good thing for me about this is the game in Austria, I think Celtic actually played well for spells in that game and didn't take their chances. And Salzburg punished us, and there's a game went on that just got worse and worse at the back for Celtic. Um, so I think there was certainly encouraging signs in that game where Celtic looked like they could actually cause Salzburg trouble. So I would, I would be hopeful we could do that again this time. If we're a bit more solid at the back, that would be great. It's a shame Boyata's out uh, injured, but uh, we'll see how Benkovic and Simovic can on together in mm-hmm. Europe against a, a, a tough opposition. Uh, but there's, there's goals throughout the team. We're high in confidence. Uh, we might get the disco lights again Thursday night, so that'll be exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just... I don't think we could be going into this game in better confident mood. Uh, it's just... It's, it's, going to, it's going to be a tough ask against a really good team. So I think Celtic certainly got a chance. You play for the win and take the draw if you need it. You don't play for the draw in any way at all. Yeah. I, th- I would think... Um... Salzburg might rest one or two players who might be a booking away from missing the, the next round and that kind of thing but there's obviously a commercial interest there that they put out their best team to make sure that they help their um, compatriots Absolutely <laughs> um, Did they... after the group stage is not scrapped? I'm not sure how it works um, they changed the rules but if there's any, if there's any, if there's any players stage for a while. 
yeah. I, I would imagine if there's a player that's on one or two bookings that's a booking away from missing the next game, um, Salzburg might just rest them for that one because in the next round they could get a dropout team for Champions League or whatever. Oh no, in fact, they'll probably avoid the Champions League dropout teams because of their, their record because they've won every game. No, so... not necessarily. The, the, if I remember right, we, the group winners all go in as seeds and then the best four of the eight Champions League dropouts go in as seeds as well. Yeah. And then the other four Champions League dropouts plus the runners-up of the groups are the non-seeds. So you could conceivably get the one of the four uh, Champions League dropouts, even if you win a group. Yeah. See, we would not know because there's nobody in the group stages for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just want to say as well thanks to everyone who has been voting and commenting in the Facebook group it's um, given it a bit of a boost again so keep it coming um, yep. your opinions are always welcome just obviously don't toe the line with racism stuff but I've had none of that so far so <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter as well we're putting polls up and all sorts we're going to try and be more interactive with you so be interactive back yeah and when, we say to, when we when we say putting at polls, we're not putting up pictures of um, Chris and Jackie Jackinowski and things like that. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll start if you want to want us to. But I'm a water down poll. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. How much Polish have you got in you? Uh, my yeah, grandfather was Polish, so yeah. Not as much as others. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sound very Polish, do I? Your, no. your surname does. Ah, my surname gives away. Although it's amazing how many people don't recognise that as Polish. I get like oh, South yeah, African and Japanese and all sorts of weird. Japanese. What if you can? So I obviously get, it's not just Celtic in Europe on Thursday night. We've got Rangers in Europe on Thursday night as well. They're away from home. Away to Rapid Vienna. The formula is very simple for them as well. They need to win the game. Anything less than win, and they're out. So, yeah. can they win in Vienna? Means nothing to me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough ask for them, um, but at least they know that they've got to win the game. They can't just sit back. Whereas, you know, the worry for Celtic is if they sit back um, playing for a draw, that could be haunting for Rangers. They've got to go and attack this game. And I suppose it depends what form Morelos is on and what form the back four is on um, and what one he picks because he's got to he's got to stick <laughs> with a solid defence John what on earth are you laughing at? Depends if Morelos has got his angry pants on I had to ask uh, they're the, this isn't a pint. Rangers are the only team that have still got a manager. Yes, uh, Valerie, Valerie Al sacked our manager. Um, yes, was it today? Yesterday? Yesterday? Uh, certainly within the last uh, couple uh, of days, aye. Aye, so... Uh, before that, they played Rangers, these teams. Uh, the, Valerie are the only ones that have done it but not playing Rangers next. <laughs> <laughs> been, uh, you're right, since the draw was made, Stephen Gerrard is the only one that's kept his job in that group. Yeah. But we spoke about reality TV earlier, and Harry Redknapp, one I'm a celebrity, so deservedly so. Stephen Gerrard leaves Rangers. Harry Redknapp will get the Rangers job. Well, I suppose uh, there's a tax dodging joker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Stephen Gerrard doesn't like the jungle. 
Yeah. Oh, does he? The, where does ha- um, what bank account does um, Harry Redknapp's um, winnings go into? Is it his uh, Doug's in um, Monaco? Aye. <laughs> Rover Redknapp? Oh. I don't actually well, know what Harry Redknapp's dog's called. I just picked it the first dog name I thought of. Um, but yeah, there's no way Stephen Gerrard will lose his Rangers job yet because um, it's a big compensation of three and a half years. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know there's been a few Rangers fans gone for his head already. Yeah. Unbelievably. That's silly. Um, but I, no, it's a very small minority. I don't think anyone would even actually seriously suggest that they change their manager. Um, so yeah, it's, like, Gerrard's done a, done a great job, especially in Europe. Um, they took him through the four qualifying rounds. The, this has been a very tight group. Um, I think they're, they're slightly disappointed. They've been slightly lucky at times. And, oh, there's been goals in this where they should have stood and didn't. Um, so for, <laughs> Rangers are offside goals. It's, just, it's either they just don't seem to get a decision right any time. They? they get goals that shouldn't. They don't get goals that should. <laughs> uh, in Europe and domestically. It's just, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think Jenner's done a really good job, especially in this uh, arena. So yeah. I wouldn't put it past Celtic and Rangers to both get the results they need in this uh Thursday night coming. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I wouldn't put it past both of them go out as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a very interesting point, but I mean, but in the final uh, game in the group stages, both of them have a chance of qualifying. Can't really ask much more than that. Yeah. And what's the odds if um, both Celtic and Rangers win in on Thursday that um, the papers will put up headlines of references to sound of music and any other Austrian stereotypes? Well, you've just uh, you've just set them up. You've probably listened yeah. to this, and that's they've got a headline now, John. Aye. Sorry, you smashed my Ultravox bad joke. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> There's two things that we didn't cover, and that's uh, leagues one and two. And also, as well, we would give a shout out to one of our listeners. Oh yeah, of course. In terms of charity, uh, so we've got a Martin fan that um, listens, and he does it. He's doing some work for charity and he's running the London Marathon next year. So he started a blog about it, which is really funny, really amusing. If you've not checked it out already, the pair of you, you should check out. He's a funny guy. Uh, so Martin as well, it'd be good if you could share it as well. He's a big Martin fan. I'm pretty sure he would appreciate that. He's doing it for the Royal Institute the Blind. Uh, so good thing there. And the blog is... We tweeted it yesterday. It is smtr76.com. So check it out. Yeah. And if you can donate as well, he would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If it was even just a quid. And he is. Um, it's all for a good cause. Excellent. That's a good thing to be trying to do, the London Marathon. Um, and it's good we've got a listener. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've established there's 10, so... <laughs> Is that like about a thousand? Yeah, I know, I'm joking when I said 10. Yeah. No, good luck to him. Um, I, I did the, the, the half marathon in Glasgow one year, um, and I think that was probably a distance too far for me. Yeah. So, um, doing that again, as much as as much as much I would act, I'd really love to say I've run a marathon, not enough of that to do it. So, uh, I, I, have, I have every respect for anybody that does that. Exactly. Um, especially for a good cause. So, good luck Aye. to him. Ten, ten, ten um, in Glasgow was enough for me. 
I I prefer 10k. It's a nice distance. Um, back before my knees were short. Um, yeah, well, I, I've got into running again. I used to run when I was at school. I was all right. Um, is that run? And I bar? tried to go and run recently, and I was breathing out my ass after about a minute. Um, so he's trying to get me to do runs with him next year. I'm like, once you've done a marathon, you're not be interested in 10k's. But in 10k's in your sleep. I see that. Uh, that's the thing. We, when I was training for a half marathon, the 10Ks became training. And that, but I think that's when I discovered that was the distance I quite liked. So I thought you, you, you find the thing you're happy with, um, and then your body gives up because it's punishment. Yeah. Um, and then you can't run at all. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're saying you're breathing your arse. If you weren't able to just continue doing it frequently, you'd be back with no ball. It's not. Aye, aye. It doesn't help. I can't breathe properly at the best of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just about my my physical issues that screw me over. Um, but yeah, I am. And if um, he wants to come on the podcast at any point, he's more than welcome. I don't know how long to try and get him on. I'll work on him. Aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, 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 most of the time, in fact, pretty much all the time, we've had um, people on this podcast. It's been for the, the traditional bigger teams. It's been Aberdeen and Celtic and Hearts and Rangers. And um, I think <laughs> Motherwell might be the smallest we had with Greg. <laughs> Motherwell yeah. still like, a well established Premiership team. Um, so, yeah, it'd be good to get someone on that's, that's uh, representing the War Leagues. Well, keep working on them. See, now that, the way I've said it to him is now that I've plugged your blog. Well, you you own a podcast one. Yeah, that's a so, fair point. And <laughs> uh, he will be listening at some point, so I'll work on him. Even if he just comes on for a wee yeah. five minutes or something like that. But, yeah, you work on him because he owes you win. Yeah, that's good play. And, and that, that goes open to anybody. If you want to come on the podcast and tell us we're talking utter nonsense, then... Feel free to contact us at SFF Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Yeah. Drop us a message. Yeah. Always, or, or, people are always welcome to come on. Yeah, or our individual Twitter accounts. So, yeah, any feedback is good. And um, even bad publicity is better than no publicity. So. Um, and if you, are, if you are a listener and you've got something you want us to plug, shout out. Mm-hmm. As long as it's something clean and for a good cause, yeah. we'll, we'll do that as well. Yeah, because this is a very smut-free podcast, as we've established oh. tonight. Um, so what is pure filth, though, is that massive gap that our brothers got at the top of League One. Yes, 13 points. <laughs> so do you were going there? <laughs> uh, 13 points in December, that's some gap. I, I know. Find the way with that. I don't, like, I, did anybody predict our brothers were going to win that week? No. Sean? I mean, obviously they haven't yet, but that's that's um, that's probably a big surprise because uh, everyone's thinking, oh, Wraith Rovers or maybe the Barton come back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, Wraith Rovers lost again at the weekend after three two one throws. So, well, yeah. for winning against fourth. Montrose were bottom three weeks ago or four weeks ago, and now they're fourth, as you say. <laughs> um, the gap between yeah. East Fife and uh, in third and Stenshamere and bottoms eight points. So it just yeah. shows you how tight that league is. Although East Fife blew a three goal lead um, against Renard and drew three three, um, so that was a bit of a sucker punch then because they would have closed the gap in Rathovers a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, League Two is a bit more consistent because you're still getting the City and Peter Head winning their games. Five 0 Peter Head beat Berwick uh, in England. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's in England. Yeah, true. Aye. But um, that was drop points for Clyde. They were most people's favourites, including me, but they've slipped seven points behind Peterhead and haven't played a game more. Yeah. Um, Albion Rovers screwed at the moment. Uh, it's looking worse and worse for them with each passing week. Edward versus Peterhead tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Is it? Oh, nice. Aye. That's a very nice little dig dog. Aberdeen versus Livingston in the Premiership. Yeah, that's your game in hand. Have you played them yet? I usually get two games in hand as well. So, I have played one of them. Yeah. Livingston, and then it's Dundee next midweek. Livingston are Tuesday, Friday this week, aren't they? Because they've got the the game against Hearts on Friday night. Have I've not even looked at the full fixtures for um, the Premiership this week. Yeah, pretty good night. Well, Robinson, Hearts. See, with the Aberdeen game against Dundee, that's midweek. There's also two games on Wednesday. Celtic play Motherwell, Hibs play Rangers. Yeah, aye, uh, Celtic Rangers are playing their catch up for the semi final on this. Aye. That midweek coming. Mm-hmm. I think this is Aberdeen's catch up from the semi and the final. They're playing in consecutive weeks. Yeah. Obviously, Aberdeen don't have the, the European games to play as well. So. Just a question of which Aberdeen turns up. Aye. Aye. You can say that for a few teams this season. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, the good news is you've got some problem. You've thumped him twice already this season. So, that's just coming up on Saturday. Aye. Yeah, we can't count our chickens um, with that result because you just never know. Um, sometimes it might can just pull a result out from a bat, out of a a bag for nowhere. Aye, and St Martin in Hamilton as well. I mean, they're a team that, again, you just never know with them what's going to happen. Um, can they win at Ibrox again? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know how there's the Aberdeen fan that we go to some of the games with as well? Mm-hmm. That you know, my mate, yes. I don't know say his name. And uh, at the, before the final, he was like, I'm the pessimistic one and you're the optimistic one. I'm like the the angel on the shoulder, maybe, or the devil, can he decide? He's the other shoulder. <laughs> just remember. Yeah, just a couple of parrots on the shoulder. Well, remember the predictions. Yes. I never have had Aberdeen lose a game. No, I know. I don't think. I think you had the occasional drop. Was it, you had the Celtic uh, Invincible season for Aberdeen. <laughs> Support your team. Aye. Aye, deep down, I want Aberdeen to win every single game. Do I think they win every single game? Unfortunately not. <laughs> um, but, I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah. See, I just think if I shout out too much about Aberdeen winning a game and they, and they lose, then it's difficult to take. So that's why I'm a wee bit pessimistic and a wee bit cautious. Um, I think they should win Saturday. Though. Tomorrow night's going to be difficult. I'll take a scrappy 1-0 right now, though. So that's all that... be. If we win, it'll be 1-0. Yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> we talk about other teams getting to January making changes. I want to get to January and get a striker. Um, maybe maybe Santa can deliver one. Who knows? <laughs> Stevie May might score a goal for Christmas. Hi. He was a wee bit unlucky we shot against St. John's, although I think that was more of a oh. hit back to the back post, hoping that someone gets to the end of it, but... Just the way the I, think, I still think 4-4-2 for Aberdeen is the way to go this season. I would definitely work better, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Stevie May would certainly be benefiting for two up front. 
and it was working up until the the game against Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Done it for a few games. Yeah. So, if you're lost in Derek, <laughs> <laughs> you're about to sound like the Mike Bassett. Aberdeen will play four for effing two. <laughs> but we won't talk oh, about the airport gosh. scene with no. Ireland, Scotland and England. No. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, you should go watch it. It's a pretty funny movie. <laughs> um, so aye, um, Friday night, Lovies and Hearts. Um, is that on BT? I'd assume it's a Friday night game, so very well might be. Uh, and it's the yeah, one that's been chosen for the Cup um, come January. Oh, on Saturday, come on, I've got a chance to bounce back and go top of the league again. Uh, what game's Friday? <laughs> Livingston and Hearts at the Tony Macaroni. The BBC. Do I call it the BBC? Yeah, but I uh, don't. I'm, I'm watching the BBC website that's in Friday night. John, we've been through oh, this many times. Oh, it's all right, times. yeah, we're we'll looking at Aberdeen. It's okay, it's okay. I'm all we'll looking at Aberdeen fixtures. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Aberdeen certainly aren't playing either of those teams on Friday. <laughs> Uh, so aye, as I say, Kamarnock could go back top of the league again if they beat Dundee at home. Um, or Dundee might continue their decent run results. Certainly, four points for six could they make it any more out of this? Um, St Johnson host Motherwell. Um, St Johnson can continue their eight-game unbeaten run. Motherwell looking to just improve, I think. Um, and St Martin host Aberdeen, as I said earlier. Um, so we'll see what happens in that game and then because Celtic Rangers are playing in Europe we've got Celtic away to Hibs on Sunday when that's followed by Rangers hosting Hamilton is that on Sky? Um, I don't know what channel it's on um, so I'd imagine it's probably been picked up with Sky um, that's, that's been an interesting game because Celtic haven't won at Easter Road in a while because obviously Hibs were relegated for a while uh, and then the two games that we played in Easter Road last season this was a, a draw which was two each and a, a defeat. So. Have three Celtic is in Sky. There you go. So, aye, BT Sport it's, usually pick up Friday night games. So, so um, I would imagine BT Sport probably like just happened. No. No, it's just it's just three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, on yeah, Sunday. Sunday. It's only it's getting played on Sunday because of Rangers European game. Um, yeah. But they very rarely show Rangers home games unless it's Celtic or a couple of end of season matches. Uh, and it's the same way Celtic at Parkhead. Unless it's the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Premier Sports getting the art. Yeah. Uh, the, big, the other big game on Saturday is the, the top of the table clash in the Championship between United and Ross County. So uh, that should be a, a very interesting game. I mean, uh, Inverness playing Dundee United should be very interesting as well. So uh, I think there's a couple of good games in the Championship. Uh, the runaway leaders are both for about a year Week one, Rafael was hosting Dumbarton. Probably the other eye catching result there. Um, Peterhead host Gowden Beath, League 2, Edinburgh City hosting Elgin City. Uh, poor Albion over for a bit of Southern Albion. Is that what we're going to call them every week? Poor Albion overs? That's the full name. <laughs> sort of part of this one now. a bully calling a joke. He's retiring. That was uh, disappointing news recently. I mean, it's not surprising, but he's not doing stand-up anymore. So, uh, I think I think only managed to see Billy Connolly live once. Um, I've obviously watched DVDs and stuff over the years, yeah. VHS and stuff. I've never um, seen him live, unfortunately. I've never seen him live. Um, it was more like a greatest hits when I seen him because it, it was kind of things I'd heard before. 
because I haven't watched like VHS and uh, watching DVDs. That's what happens. Just comedians, it's a bit like going to see a band. You know they're going to tell certain jokes. Yeah. Aye, I suppose. But uh, aye, it was, it was, it, it, he's, he's one of the best in the business, but like only so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Harry Scottish, which is even better. Aye, exactly. He's someone like I was talking about this recently. And you think of iconic people, right? Now a good example today, there was the Charles Rennie Macintosh. I don't know if that was today again unveiled. Well, it's Scottish, so. someone from years ago will always be remembered forever. But like Connolly is another one of these people they'll still be talking about in two hundred years' time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of these jokes will still be relevant at that point as well. It's interesting, um, when it was my wedding, um, we were asking people what songs they requested, and my dad, for a joke, um, wanted a Billy Conley song, (laughs) 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 D-I-V-O-R-C-E. My dad has been married twice. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that joke in. Um, Anything else we should cover? Put my notes on the podcast. <laughs> what was that? Is there anyone away from me, Jobby, after the podcast? Ah, uh, we get away. Uh. <sighs> you know, well, that's why we end it. The wee fish. My shit, crunchy. Aye. I know these ones. I've, got, I've, I've listened to these for years. Uh, my dad had an LP. <laughs> so old. Um, aye, it was... I was going to say something else. I don't know what you going to say. Yep. Yes. It's totally gone off a tangent now. Chris, I yeah, just gone off. Totally. <laughs> it was off a tangent from the start. Yeah, true. Always go off the ones like, the other ones I like the best. <laughs> so I'm probably Conway's story. He's really good at going off on tangents and then bringing it back again. Uh, exactly. The best thing I've ever seen Billy Conway do, I've I, I never actually seen him do, you know what? <laughs> I know that makes no sense, but one of the things my dad had on the album was uh, a sketch about the crucifixion. And he tells the best joke in the crucifixion is a visual joke. You can't see it in the, the LP. He performs the last miracle when he's nailed to the cross. He just wipes his nose with his hand. <laughs> well, I've, I've not seen him live, but I've got a family story about Billy Connolly. Uh, so my father-in-law, uh, who I've mentioned obviously before in the podcast with the Talbot Light and all that, Talbot Lights, he, he was in Kilmarnock once and Billy Connolly was filming for something. And the uh, father-in-law was a young kid at the time. His pals were messing about. And the cameras were on Billy Connolly. And my father-in-law and his pal was getting away in the background. And they've had the, the pleasure of being told to fuck off by Billy Connolly in a nice way. <laughs> uh, but that's a badge of honour. Brilliant. So, hi. <laughs> How do you tell someone to fuck off nice? Uh, I think it's a Scottish thing. <laughs> fuck off, please. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's like folk 
<laughs> call each other a certain, a certain <laughs> word in Scotland that anyone else in the world would be like, what you call me that Aye. for? Here's a thought about that. Kevin Bridges cracked a joke in one of his live shows um, about how Scotland was Europe's murder capital and friendless city in the same week. So... <laughs> <laughs> So the joke he so the joke he cracked was you might get stabbed but you'll get directions to the nearest hospital. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, Kevin Bridges is pretty much the the airborne uh, to Paul Collin, isn't he? Because he's the, the latest. I'd I'd seen Kevin Bridges. I like Frankie Boyle. Ah, uh, Frankie Boyle went off in a different way. Yeah, uh, he's more controversial. Maybe, and... Yeah, I agree. Maybe the Neil Lennon comedy, but uh, I like Frankie Boyle. I do, I, do, I do like Frankie Boyle myself. He, he can be very strange at times, but it's it's, it's a funny strange. I think uh, it's part of his character, though. Yeah. And, uh, like the character. Kevin Bridges is the friendlier face. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing him before he even made it to like, the... Um, the stand-up shows he's on because he was performing at one of the comedy clubs um, when he was starting out and I remember him being quite good that day. Um, I like going Thank there. Thank you, Kevin Bridges. Kevin Bridges. Um, I, I see Frankie Boyle on the stand a few times. The stand's one of my favourite places to go to. Um, yeah. Every so often I like going there. Um, it's a funny place. Get a nice mix, but I enjoy it going there. That's good. So there we go. We've covered what we covered tonight: football, <laughs> angry pants, Scottish comedy, Scottish cup, Scottish refs. Oh, you said Scottish comedy already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Scottish refs, aren't they funny? Aye. I think Andrew Dallas is the Frankie Boyle of. Um, Referees, because he's trying to be controversial. But does anyone like him as a referee? Aye, true. Aye, yeah, two people like Andrew Dallas, Hugh, and Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> and Debbie. He's quite a nice guy. Maybe, but he's a crap referee. Let's not <laughs> beat about the bush. He makes Molly call him look like Kalina. Like who? Kalina. Pia Legion. Oh, right, okay. Did you think I said cleaner? I don't know what you said. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone's managed to hear what I say on this podcast the whole night, so... Ah, you've done really well with that yeah. voice, actually. That's, uh, I mean, that's what, about 45p a minute. Uh, you've got over an hour of a podcast. Now, we should be having a fortune at your voice, innit? Exactly, aye. <laughs> hey, once I'm finishing the podcast, I'm doing, uh, doing homers. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave this. <laughs> End in a high. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.